escape from prison the build up to opportunity by Bashiru Oyakilome Adamu about the book do you have a burning desire within you to effect a social change are you struggling with a beautiful dream or idea on how to change your community or nation and you don't know how to start are you confused on how to raise funds to execute your social project are you feeling the burden of knowing that you can not achieve that your dream alone and as such you long to have structure and people that will work in season and out of season with you in bringing your vision to fruition i hope and believe that the story from this book escape from prison the build up to opportunities will be inspiring and encourage you to stay true and work hard towards making your dream a reality this is a true life story of a young Nigerian who built his non-profit organization from a sub-rural community Utupu, Enwe State, Midubia part of Nigeria with the help of people at different levels of his social journey he experiences setbacks, discouragement, milestone, partnership from good people across the world today his organization is called Dream Again Prison and Youth Foundation with a compelling vision of transforming prisons in Nigeria from punitive to effective correctional facility. Together with his team, they work and are still working tirelessly from setting up a library in a single prison in Otupo in 2012 to currently operating in six different prisons across Nigeria. In the fifth year of the existence of his organization, he met with Dr. Strive Masiwa in a town hall meeting in Lagos where he pitches idea for 1 minute 58 seconds and that is how Dr. Strife Masiwa fell in love with his idea of prisoners empowering program granting him access to internship at Econet Harare Zimbabwe and grants to support the good work he is doing in the prison. Dedication this book is for every social entrepreneur and young business owner who is passionately working smart and hard to effect tangible positive change by preferring simple, innovative, and sustainable solutions to challenges faced in their community, nation, and the world at large. I also dedicate this to all the people in prison who gave us the opportunity to serve since 2012. Acknowledgement Architect Ape Harrison Iwodi for believing and consistently supporting us both morally and financially at Dream Again Foundation since inception in 2012. We can't thank you enough. Thank you for being part of the people that make our story worth listening to. Engineer John Oga Thank you, sir, for the special passion and the commitment you have been demonstrating over the years towards impacting our team and students in jail. For each team member and everyone that have served under Dream Again, 
I want you to know how specially I appreciate you and your contribution in making us grow. Anthony Pang, <laughs> thank you for believing in Dream Again from far away Hong Kong and for being part of our one for being part of one of our cheerleaders, supporters of our initiative here in Nigeria. Elisha Mamma. When I look at the work at the medium security prison in Kaduna, I have every reason to thank you. Also for the amazing impact you are making in the life of one of our ex-convicts from the prison. I'm full of gratitude and thanking you for the opportunity you are giving him to grow. To Sabria and the entire management of Kantari India for your impact on my life and a social project. I want to say a big thank you. Also, thank you for taking time taking out time to teach me how to pitch my idea. Coach Mel Liu, for your commitment to raising leaders and life coaches across the globe and sacrificing to making me one in order to advance my social impact adventure, I am grateful. Engineer John Shaibo, our work at Kirikiri Medium Security Custodian Center Lagos received a solid boost because of your commitment to human capital development. I am grateful, sir. My beloved Y Root, for your massive support and continuous correction to making me grow and be better. I'm deeply grateful. To Dream Again team for your commitment to the cause of our transforming prisons and prisoners in Nigeria. Thank you for believing and working to make this vision a reality. Dream Again partners within and across the world for your faith in, in and support of our social cause. We're grateful. Thank you to all our Facebook friends and offline friends. Introduction. By the time I was done pitching for 1 minute 58 seconds among an audience of about 300 persons who have assembled in a town hall meeting in Lagos, Nigeria, organized by the chairman of Econa Group, Dr. Strife Masiwan and his team. Starting off with my compelling introduction that said, I help prisoners escape from prison. I was shocked to have received a standing ovation from members of the audience plus Dr. Strife Masiwa saying wow four times after I dropped the microphone. The big question here for me was that have I always been a great pitcher? How on earth did I transform myself from a shy person who could not even ask a lady out for a date to an individual who can now confidently in a town hall meeting to audaciously share my idea to one of African billionaire Dr. Strife Masiwa and that great crowd. Looking at my transformation as an individual, as I sat down to write this book, I could not help but reminisce by growing my growing up 
in north central part of Nigeria. I was the fifth child among, among seven children. I had the disadvantage of starting school late in life because my hand could not touch my hand could not touch my left ear when placed across my head. Sounds funny, I believe. <laughs> but that was the process of admitting kids in, in most government schools in Nigeria back then. I grew up with low self-esteem. I had great skill like playing football, which I was extremely gifted at. I had the gift of talking and administration and mobilization. I remember at 10 to 11 years, I already had a football team where I was coaching other kids a bit younger than myself. I was gifted, but yet, growing up with low self-esteem. My low self-esteem was, was chronic because I could not, I could be seen as a very social person outwardly, but within me, I knew that I could not truly express myself, and this was as a result of not getting as children, the opportunity to express ourselves in my family. My poor performance in school also played a part in affecting my self-esteem negatively. I was like a fish trapped in an aquarium. And you know, no matter how beautiful an aquarium is, it is not the natural habitat of a fish. Fishes live in the stream river, sea, and ocean. Therefore, to put a fish in an aquarium, no matter how beautiful it makes our home look, the aquarium limits the swimming potential of any fish trapping it. It is like imprisonment. Though the fish can still swim in the aquarium, but it cannot fully maximize its swimming potential to its fullness and enjoy the freedom of living in its natural habitat without any human restriction. I was like the fish in an aquarium, caged in my fears and low self-esteem. I could not speak good English. My friends in part one and two in secondary school mock and laugh at me. I truly remember sometimes I stood in front of the mirror trying to pull my nose to make it like that of Michael Jackson. <laughs> As the fish in an aquarium, I could live, I could not live my life based on my skill and gift that I mentioned above. In some occasion, I even tried to be like other people just because I was not comfortable with me. But my turning point was in the year 2001 when I reconciled myself to God, my Creator, and as a believer in Christ, as I buying and reading spiritual motivational books for the first time in my life. My low self-esteem did not disappear overnight, but gradually I started to believe in myself. I gained self-confidence. A book by Zig Ziglar, among other books, impacted me greatly. Mr. Ziglar's book title, See You at the Top, had great influence on me. Among several things I learned was that Zig said, you can have enough of what you want in life, 
if you will assist enough other people have what they want. Through reading, I started sharing with my friends that transformed me. I became almost like a motivational speaker. I kept inspiring people with good information that can help them make it through life. But there was something wrong. I was not doing most of the things. I was learning. Though through reading books, I was, I was through the books I was reading, my self-confidence kept improving on the positive side. But you know what? I kept reading and learning. I never knew I was preparing myself for the journey ahead. Take note of the quote below. I had the first part of the quote from Les Brown, a world-class motivational speaker and life coach that inspired people to live their dreams. He said, It is better not to meet opportunity than to meet opportunity when you are not prepared. And I added, for when you are prepared and don't meet opportunities, your preparation will create an opportunity for you. The above quote has inspired me so much on my journey as a social entrepreneur over the past eight years. And it is that part of my social change journey in Nigerian correctional space that I'm sharing with you. I, I, I am obligated to write this book because I see so many young people hopelessly existing rather than living with purpose and meaning. I see young men and women with great ideas that can change our community and country but often miss the opportunity of presenting their ideas to prospective investors or someone that can help them help their ideas scale through the next level. So, this is a story of how a young Nigerian change maker built a non-profit organization from Otukomidu Bell part of Nigeria with focus, training, vision, teamwork, hard work of about five years of working in obscurity. I was able to capture the attention of Dr. Strife Mesiwa, Econet, Chairman Econet Group, in less than two minutes of pitching to him. Even though my pitching was unplanned and without a foreknowledge, I was going to pitch to him on that very day. I became irresistible to him when I opened my mouth to talk about my idea simply because I work hard again and again to practice and prepare my pitch, though without any opportunity to pitch inside. In a privileged Zoom video call conversation with our mentor and coach Dr. Strive Masiwa during the July 2020 Premier online town hall meeting where I serve as a panelist. I asked Dr. Strive Masiwa this question, Sir, what do you see as the future of social entrepreneurship in Africa as it relates to the tons of challenges we have? And most importantly, how can African youth take advantage of this problem? In response, Dr. Strive Masiwa said, You are the future of social entrepreneurship in Nigeria and in Africa. Wow. That is big to hear the Bologna Strike Masiva said this to me. Chapter 1 The journey into the non-profit space. 
March 6, 2012 was the first time I stepped into Benue State, north central part of Nigeria. I came into Benue as a core member under the National Youth Service Corps, NYSC. The NYSC is a program set up by the Nigerian government to involve Nigerian graduates in, nas in nation building and the development of the country. There is no military conscription in Nigeria, but since 1973, graduates of university and later polytechnic have been required to take part in the National Youth Service Corps program for one year. This is known as the National Service Year. From all over Nigeria, young men and women like me, who are graduates from different institutions, university and polytechnic, converge in a different orientation camp across the Tadisi state within the nation. My orientation camp destination was at Wanuni village in Benue state. The camping was for three weeks where we were prepared and trained before we are posted to our PPA, place of primary assignment. Our PPA is the place where we are posted to live for the next one year of our life working in schools as teachers based on the subject each core member can teach. Though some core members are posted to local government secretariat, where they will serve in different departments within the local government, all core members' salary is paid by the federal government of Nigeria, while the place of primary assignment provides us with accommodation and monthly stipend to support our living. Community Development Service as, a core, as core members, we are required each to belong to a different community development group. This is the place where we meet once in a week to rub minds together and most importantly, we unite to come up with ideas that can solve a specific problem within the community in order to leave a positive legacy within our host community. We had different CDS groups doing different community projects ranging from HIV awareness, MDGs, drama group, road safety, economic and financial crime commission, the EFCC group and more. Each one of these CDS group execute community-based uh, projects based on their vision and mission. But the project has to be benefit the people in their host community. I served in the road safety group but the NYC also gave opportunity for personal CDS, which I took advantage of. Personal CDS. After our orientation camp, we were given two weeks break to go back home to start to our state and come back to our place of primary assignment as core members. When I arrived for to go on the 18th of April 2012 for my one-year National Youth Service core experience. The only person I know was Mr. Elvis, who came to pick me from the park, which is motorcycle. On that fateful day, I arrived with go with one bucket, one bag, a few clothes, and a couple of motivational and inspirational books. My relationship with Elvis was as a result of his sister, who was residing in my neighborhood in Kaduna State. As a first-timer in Utubo, I needed a place to stay before getting my own accommodation. Mr. Ade, whom I knew very well in Kadunai, gave me Mr. Elvis' number, who was his elder brother and also lived in Utubo at the time of my arrival. Mr. Elvis became my host 
for about two months with free accommodation. I finally got my personal accommodation elsewhere with the help of Elvis, where I began to plan how to execute my personal community development project. The quote by John F. Kennedy, former president of the United States of America, where he said, think of what you can do for your country and not what your country can do for you, had been quoted again and again during different conferences and seminars and quoted in some, in some articles and books as it relates to individual accepting responsibility towards contributing their quota to national development. The NYC program offers us the youth of Nigeria tremendous opportunity to contribute and participate in national development in our capacity. During my one year service experience, we were about 2,100 youth both male and female that came into Benway for the program. Apart from the group, apart from the group community development service, NYC also encouraged individual CDS. The individual CDS give us, gives each one of us the platform to bring positive change in our host community, either based on our passion or based on the program we support in our host community. After spotting a problem, a core member desiring to execute individual community projects will have to write to the NYC Zonal Coordinator or Lessons Office to submit his proposal or to submit his or her proposal regarding the project he or she wants to execute. On receiving approval, the core member will develop different strategies for fundraising. This can be done either by using social media, working with the traditional rulers of the affected host community to raise funds or talking to friends and loved ones, loved ones to support in cash and kind towards the execution of such projects. This is quite an interesting adventure. I must say, it prepared individuals like me to engage in personal community development service to develop, who engage, to develop resilience, courage, perseverance, people's key ability to accept no towards doing something noble in our host community. Funny enough, this type of inward skills are not taught in our schools. I benefited so much in carrying out a social justice program in the prison space. This served as the beginning of my non-profit journey. My work and work through the prison reflection. How healthy are our convictions about convicts? What is our position about prisoners? How concerned are we for the incarcerated? The answers are entrenched in the inhumane condition and potential depleting treatment that runs and reigns behind the huge wall of most prisons. It seems like once one is convicted of a crime, he automatically loses every right a living person should have by the type of treatment he starts to get. Such derogatory situations are worse in nations with little or no respect for human rights, where you have security agent man handling even the innocent man on the street as though he were a criminal until he is proven otherwise. Should one be unlucky with them one finds oneself 
behind bars. Though one may be innocent of the charges, now because of the poor state of most prisons, that arrest may mean a temporary halt of one's potential and talent and a halt to whatever one is about. It is a common knowledge and acceptable fact that in, in, in very many prison cells are great ego personality idling and wasting away their great potential at their prime for crime they did or did not commit. Why crime does not expunge the potential of a person who commits one, incarceration alone does, does not make them any better either. Prison should not just run only as an institution for punishment, rather it should be one that is committed to rehabilitating and reordering perverted potential and talent, especially when we realize such a perversion is one major wheel that drives crimes. No one who recognizes his importance and relevance to the society and is about that significance will want to breach a law and be branded a convict and have his noble pursuit halted, much less aborted by incarceration or in some worst cases, death. I believe a poor self what is strongly related to crime, an ego that is conscious of her swearing nature will prefer and do everything to fly skyward rather than cage world. However, those perhaps with low self-esteem who already find themselves in a cage of prison for whatever reason should not be reduced to dock nor held in longer than necessary by their keepers. Those awaiting trials should be attended to and all pending cases should be expedited. Also unnecessary adjournment of court cases should be outlawed from professional practice. Let prison be revamped be revamp into confinement for character rescue and attitude control rather than place for people potential imprisonment, as is the case of many prison houses today. How helpful and transforming it will be to our society and world should great institutions of learning extend their campuses to prison in order to reclaim misguided great potential that crime has misled in there. No doubt, inmates most of them, if not all, will shake off bad attitude and grab such opportunity to prove themselves otherwise and counter the stigma their imprisonment has append on them. Government and private bodies of all nations should do their best to transform their prison to confinement for breeding ego potential personalities. I mean to say ego personality can also swap from prison with great answers and solutions to societal challenges when they are provided with all that is required to make it happen and is judicially justified by authorities concerned. I hope we will hand the next generation a prison system where convicts after serving their jail term 
come out better, mentally sound, more enlightened, highly productive, and prosperous as an asset to themselves and the society. I started my prison empowerment program from Otupo Prison 2012 by setting up the first library in the prison. Looking back eight years down the line, I am so glad that I stayed back in Benway State for my one-year national youth service. There are those who prefer to serve in big city, and I don't have a problem with that. The most important question we need to ask ourselves is that, as seed, where is the best environment for us to plant ourselves part-time? Lagos, New York City, Dubai, or Canada can be good environment for others, but some of us need to start from a suburban community or village before spreading to the big city. Reflection Every city or village has, its, has in it its own opportunity. Oftentimes we miss the opportunity in the rural area because our minds are already fixed that if we are not in the big cities, our countries, if we are, are not in the big cities in our country, we might not be able to make it in life. This philosophy has crushed many dreams. Of course, there are those who need to be and start from the big city, but you must know where you are. When you are the needed, when you are needed the most. Everyone must start from the everyone must not start from the rural community like me. When I came to Benway State, 6th of March 2012, for the first time as a core member, I had the mindset of relocating back to Abuja. My thought was that Benway State has no opportunities, like one of my elderly friends told me. But this belief about Benway is not true. One of my friends was already helping to influence my posting from Benway back to Abuja, where I naturally thought I might have better opportunities. This type of mindset has buried many dreams that were supposed to blossom from the rural community. But I am grateful that it did not work out. Even though I wanted badly to be in Abuja then, I stayed behind because the second day in orientation camp, I had peace to stay back in Benway. About six years down the line of working in suburban community, our vision has now extended to Nigerian major city. We were in Lagos, we were also in Kaduna State, another big city in the northern part of Nigeria. And by 2020, we'll be operating in Nigerian capital city, Abuja. But we, we had not started from, if we had not started from sub-rural community, little wonder Dr. Strive Masiwa kept saying that we should reimagine our rural community. Mr. Fred Oloko, who was, who has worked Mr. Fred Oloko, who has worked in Abuja, Nigerian capital city, decided to relocate to Utupu to start an eatery called Twinkles. It was my first time of meeting him. 
and my friendship with Mr. Fred that inspired me in 2012 to start up what have now become Dream Again Prison and Youth Foundation. Just imagine I wasn't in that suburban community at that time of my life to meet with Mr. Fred. Yes, my dramatic transformation in life started in 2001 when I embraced the world of books. Books opened me up to limitless possibility from a young man who had suffered from chronic inferiority complex. As a result of my transformation, I wanted to set up a library in my community in Kaduna State, but it was not possible. Ten years down the line, when I had the opportunity to serve my country under the scheme of the National Youth Service Corps, I met with Mr. Fred through my friendship with Elvis, whom had asked me to apply for a job opportunity at the nearest and newest eatery in town owned by Mr. Fred. Mr. Fred loved my presentation during the interview. He even promised to give me a position beyond what I was applying for then. Here are some tips for graduates searching for job. Make sure you research any organization you are going in for interview. Find out how you can help them achieve their aims and objectives. Make sure you appear smart, neat and cool. Well, I did not end up working for Mr. Fred, but I kept the relationship intact. Another tip, be careful how you close a door because you might need to come back through that same door. I kept going to Mr. Fred for inspiration and discussion time after time. Through my discussion with Mr. Fred, towards carrying out a community project in the local government area, we started talking about the prison because Mr. Fred's office is about five minutes walk or less to Otipo prison. We shared several ideas and among which is books to prison. With open hearts, I embraced the idea of taking books to prison for prisoners' benefit. For me, it was a defining moment with the concept of books to prison. Having experienced firsthand how book can transform a life since it has transformed me from what I call the prison of the mind to a young man who was now on the path of purpose and service to humanity. With this idea in mind, my journey to establishing a library was rekindled, but this time within the prison wall. Meeting with Superintendent of Otuko Prison, late Officer Wendo. With great enthusiasm and hope, I visited the prison for the first time in my life to see and seek for permission of the authority of Otuko Correctional Center. I was introduced to Officer Wendo, a black gentleman from Thief-speaking area of Benue State. He was the boss in charge of the prison in 2012. I introduced myself to Officer Wundo as a core member and I told him my intention of planning to set up a library within the prison. In his response, among other things, he said, after welcoming my idea, it is, since it is for the, the cognitive development of the inmates, it is a welcome idea. Mr. Wundu told his men to link me up with the welfare department of the prison. And that is how I got to meet with Officer Onoja Obepa, 
who work under the welfare department of the prison. The boss of the prison told me to write an application letter stating what I want to do. I did and submitted it to the prison to the prison. Approval was given to me and now it is time to start raising funds for the noble for this noble idea. After approval was given to me by the prison authority, Officer Obepa became instrumental to the vision by using his motorcycle to take me around Otipo to people whom he believed can support. He also took me to a church where I spoke about my library vision and financial support was given to me. Fundraising for my first prison library idea in Otipo prison. Also, alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Helen Keller. On the journey as a, on this journey as a social entrepreneur, I can practically tell you from experience that there are good men and women in this world. People who are committed towards giving their time and money for a social change. I encounter so many of them. Angel Akoji was one of them. A young man I met in Otupo during the interview for job opportunity in Mr. Frey's organization. I never knew Angel from Ada. Our first encounter was during the interview. We, was, during the, was during the interview. We established rapport. Angel was indeed a compassionate and honest young man. He picked interest in my library vision and told me he would talk to his pastor so that I will be given opportunity to share my vision to the congregation of his church. Pastor by then, Pastor Francis Oga. True to his words, Angel informed his pastor and I was given the invitation to talk about my, vision, my, library, my prison library idea during a Sunday service. I'm grateful to Pastor Francis for giving me a for giving a young man like me who was hungry to make a positive difference in his host community. After my presentation at the church, at the close of service, I waited to see Pastor Francis in his office where he gave me some money to support my initiative. Mr. Angel also contributed to his, his own quarter to the prison library by buying white share for the library. But the biggest miracle on that Sunday afternoon was me meeting Reverend Emmanuel Evans Igbe for the first time. Father Eric Agbara, a Catholic priest who oversees the Catholic Mission Prison Ministry in Otipo Prison then, was one of the major catalysts of my dream. He gave me maximum encouragement and support to set up the library in the prison. But Eric was the man behind the major renovation work I did with the building I was given to convert to a library. He was one of the earliest supporters I got that spurred me on when the journey appeared blink. My encounter with Purple Foundation Africa and Minds Magazine in 2012 happened in a youth economic summit they organized in Otipo. Benway State. I did not 
know the founder of the foundation, architect Apeh Harrison Iwodi, but through his fiancée then, who is now his wife, Ms. Winifred Harrison Iwodi, whom I knew personally from my local church in Kaduna State, with her help, I was able to submit a short proposal of my ongoing prison library idea to Mr. Harrison. With financial support I got from Mr. Harrison, I was able to, point, to push the work further. But Mr. Harrison did, did something even more. That was beyond 